Do you want to go to a party with myself, Tucker Carlson, Greg Gutfeld, Senator Rand Paul, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, Pete Hegseth, Kat Kamek, Brandon Tatum, Kaylee McEnany, Candace Owens, James O'Keefe, John Lovell, and so, so, so many more. Then go to turningpointusa.com, tpusa.com, backslash AmericaFest. Utilize promo code POSO, capital P-O-S-O, December 18th to the 21st, 2021, Phoenix, Arizona. I will see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. As you've probably heard by now, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of all charges. We'll explain that in just a second. Second story for today, and I know that, you know, of course we do have to cover other stories. Kamala Harris's comms director has resigned. The shade war continues. Third story, Oklahoma governor gives in to pressure from Kim Kardashian. And fourth, uh, Chinese tennis star disappears after accusing CCP official of sex assault. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Kyle Rittenhouse has been acquitted of all charges. This is an excellent moment. Corporate media takes an L. The false narratives that were spread about this young man for over a year have all ended. It was always a lie. Everything they said about Kyle Rittenhouse was a lie. So my message to all of the doubters, to all of the people in corporate media, to all of the fake conservatives who threw this young man under the bus, you can get wrecked. This is justice because this is evidence. And what do I mean by that? I'm saying to people that didn't actually look at the evidence, for people who didn't actually look at the video like we did, for people like these corrupt prosecutors that went in and falsified evidence against him, to the media that chased down and tried to intimidate those jurors, it completely backlashed against you. The media showed their true hand with that one. They showed that they were trying to put their finger on the scales of justice. But let me just say one thing going further. Now, obviously, pray for Kenosha tonight, because those rioters from Chicago and from Milwaukee that have yet to be dealt with, right, the people who weren't on trial, the people who committed the arson, the people who are flipping cars over, setting dumpsters on fire, they're still out there. They're still at large. And so to Binger, to Lunchbox, to the city attorney of Kenosha, to everyone else there, do your job. To the governor, Call in the National Guard, do your job. To the mayor, John Adaramian, do your job and support the police there. Call in other police officials, bring in, uh, you know, depart from other departments around Wisconsin, do your job. Defend this town. Kyle Rittenhouse never should have been there to begin with because the state should have provided those resources. This is the most basic function of a state. That's number one. Number two, the fact that he was on trial at all was a travesty, an absolute travesty, a miscarriage of justice, a miscarriage of everything this country is about and supposed to be about. He was found not guilty. Of course he was found not guilty. White pill, right? Evidence prevails. Evidence, justice, truth, and facts over feelings, over narratives, over social justice, my truth, your truth, all this stuff, Karenism. 
mask, Karens, all of it, out the window. Throw it out the window. You've got a young man. He's 18 now, he was 17 then. He collapsed in the courtroom in tears of joy. His mother, his sister, his family members, his father who lives in Kenosha, his grandmother who lives in Kenosha. Why did you put him in that situation? Mayor, DA, Binger, Lunchbox. Why did you do that to this young man? In a just world, there would be charges against the people that made him do this. And there would be charges against anyone, whether you're media or not, who tried to intimidate this jury. That's a just world. And in a just world, quite frankly, people, to everyone who said, oh, he shouldn't have been there that night, you're right. You're absolutely right, he shouldn't have been. And neither should the mob of vandals, rioters, arsonists, and looters. None of them should have been there. Remember, they were there because of media lies. The media lied about Jacob Blake, and the riot started. And then the governor, well, he was worried about getting called racist. So you're gonna call him a racist, so he's not gonna call in the National Guard. And the police are worried about it, and they're getting overwhelmed, because they don't wanna get called racist. And the media is saying that it's all racist. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, that Joy Reid will be on MSNBC tonight screaming, this proves, right? This proves systemic racism. They'll say this proves it, this is the system, et cetera, et cetera. No, we are rejecting it. We are rejecting all of it. This, let this be a turning point for America. Let this be a turning point where we leave we leave all of that neo-Marxist divisive garbage on the ash heap of history where it belongs, and we move forward as one country united, not behind political ideologies, but behind truth, evidence, and what is actually best for our society moving forward. Let's be the United States of America that we've always meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, within the sound of my voice, you are Americans. This is the United States of America. It's up to you to protect it, to defend it, and preserve it. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for everyone's favorite, a Shade War update. Shade. Today, Kamala Harris assumed the role of acting president of the United States. Joe Biden was in for a routine checkup. We're told a routine checkup at Walter Reed. That included a colonoscopy, which meant that he had to go undergo anesthesia. During that period, Kamala Harris, for the first time ever in U.S. history, a, as a female, did undergo, and this is a historic moment, and I'm going to point that out. Kamala Harris became, for the first time ever, the first female acting president of the United States of America today. I told you this would happen, now here we are. Embrace it, just embrace it. Kamala Harris, for a portion of today, is your president, is the leader of the free world. Okay, not really, really leader of the free world, but you know what I mean. So what is going on between her, Joe, and everything else? Well, her approval numbers are in the tank. So she went on Good Morning America to try to defend herself. Listen to how that went down. You don't feel misused or underused? No, I don't. I am very, very excited about the work 
that we have accomplished, but I am also absolutely, absolutely clear-eyed that there is a lot more to do and we're going to get it done. Finally, has President Biden told you whether he's going to seek re-election in 2024? What President Biden and I started our day talking about, as we normally do, is um, bringing in members of our intelligence community to review the, the presidential daily brief and talk about classified information around threats to our national security and hotspots around the world. After that, we had an, another couple of meetings, and then I went over to the Capitol because I'm the president of the Senate and um, broke a tie vote there. And we are focused on implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure deal. So you're not discussing 2024 yet? Absolutely not. Madam Vice no. President, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, not exactly so good. And what else are we hearing behind the scenes? From Daily Mail, Kamala Harris's comms director, Ashley Etney, left the team. She has resigned amid reports staff are infighting and that she has been sidelined, that the pres Vice President of the United States has been sidelined. Kamala Harris has taken a beating in recent weeks with a series of unflattering stories. Of course, we've explained to you these stories are coming from Team Biden. Team Biden is lacing these stories over at Team Harris. Team Harris is preparing for their retaliation, but it looks as though this comms director, Ashley Etney, who has a long-standing career, who works with, in the past has worked with Speaker Pelosi, worked with President Obama. This is someone who's been around a very long time. She knows what's going on. At the end of the day, they do not want Kamala Harris to end up being the one that is Joe Biden's successor as president. Okay, she's acting president today. And if you're China right now, by the way, boy, you are probably thinking that this is the moment to go for Taiwan, because what else would you be waiting for, right? The, you know, Biden's gone, Kamala Harris is there, we all know how that's gonna go, go for it, right? Yeah, seriously. We talked about before how Joe Biden, President Biden, was making this deal to uh, say, have China open up their petroleum reserves, and then instead, back off on Taiwan. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is completely ridiculous. So some people might say, let's go for it now. Other people might say, you know what? We're already the vassal state. We're already the tributary to the CCP. So we might as well just stay where they are because they have us where they want us. Simple as that. Simple as, simple as, simple as. Kamala Harris, on the other hand, they want someone to replace her. And that's what First Lady Jill Biden, that's what Jen Psaki, that's what Ron Klain and all the rest are trying to figure out. They want someone to take steps. And they want to say, do we want to remove her? Do we want her to be a Supreme Court justice? Do we want to use 25th Amendment? What's going on? We're also told, by the way, funny enough, that during this routine checkup, that means President Biden, yes, he's getting the colonoscopy, and yes, it's very funny, but he's also going to have to undergo his cognitive test. Now, if you're Vice President Harris, let's put this through the shade war filter because that's what we do here on Human Events Daily. Put it through the shade war filter. If Kamala Harris finds out the results of President Biden's cognitive test, and those results are not so good, because remember, he's gonna have to draw the clock. He's gonna have to remember the words. Remember, uh, purple, monkey, dishwasher, hammer, jackhammer, hypersonic missile, glide vehicle, etc. If that doesn't go well, she is gonna use that, mark my words, she is gonna try to use that to oust him. Whether the 25th Amendment or going to jail and saying, I want this as means for a resignation. And then you come up and say, look, oh, there was a health thing that came up, et cetera, et cetera. 
This is an administration that has been split. You now have two administrations going within the White House. I'm just explaining what's going on here, folks. One of them is the Biden administration. The other one is the Harris administration. Now, there's a lot of dysfunction on both sides, but I'll tell you what, if the Harris side had more of a functioning power base right now in the White House, and she's acting president today, they would be poised for a full takeover. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for continuing to support us, to support the show, to support the podcast. Go leave us your five-star review and then go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code POSTO. You got the sheets. You got the towels. You got the pillows. You got everything that you need to upgrade your sleep system. And then you can go and order something. By the way, the dog beds. Doesn't your dog, man's best friend and woman's best friend, mom's best friend, don't they deserve a new pet bed? this Christmas, and I got them for all sizes, so no matter if you got a big dog, you got a little dog, you got a dog that's in the middle, go there, mypillow.com, promo code POSO, get them the sleep and the rest they deserve. Moving into our next story, is Kim Kardashian in charge of our justice system? Well, as clown world rolls on, it looks as though Kim Kardashian, at least in certain cases, is in charge of our justice system. Because now we have a case in Oklahoma, where I told you about this a few weeks ago, we brought it up a couple of times, and she's got involved in many of these things, where Kim Kardashian has come in to a case with a racial bias that does have heavily charged racial issues in it. And she has said, we need to find this person not guilty, or we need to commute the death sentence, or we need to get them off, even though all of the evidence is completely against her. The judges throughout the entire appeals process have said, look, there's DNA, there's witnesses, there's victims, and you've got a case of a guy named Julius Jones who came up and it was in, involved in a carjacking to a man named Paul Howell, shot him to death in front of his daughters. Full DNA evidence confirms this. And yet Kim Kardashian goes to Governor Stitt of Oklahoma and says, I don't believe that. I believe this happened because of a false conviction, because of racism, right? And Governor Stitt, did he listen to the evidence or did he listen to Kim Kardashian? Well, unfortunately, Governor Stitt is a coward and he is a craven and unfortunately, there's many politicians in America like this. He gave in to celebrity pressure. He gave in to Kim Kardashian. He didn't listen to the evidence. He didn't care really much about the family, the victims, the people who were left behind because of this heinous act of, of murder, cold-blooded murder. This wasn't a crime of passion, anything like that. Never met the assailant before in his life. And yet you have this group called the Innocence Project that has taken millions and millions of dollars from the Open Societies Foundation. And they put together all these celebrities and they bring forward this, I'm gonna start calling them, I don't know what you call it, the Influence Project, the Innocence Fraud. Whenever you see this name in front of something, Innocence Project, just understand, funded by the Open Societies Foundation, millions of dollars. Look at this highly polished propaganda piece they put out featuring Kim Kardashian and other celebrities. Take a look, it's, it's so bad. An innocent man can be executed by the state of Oklahoma. But we have the power to save him. Remember the name Julius Jones. The only mistake that Julius ever made happened to be hanging around some different people at the incorrect time. That's it.
Scott Howe was killed in his parents' driveway. Neighbors and police express shock. It's, it's uh, a nice, quiet, friendly neighborhood. So now imagine that's all you see. And imagine you're the victim of one of these crimes. You don't know that this is something that's been funded by the Open Society Foundation. You just know that your dad was murdered or that someone was raped in some of these other cases they got into, like Rodney Reed down in Texas. And these people go to your governor, and they've got celebrities, and they've got money that they're throwing around everywhere, and they say, oh, boy, boy, you know, we can't get involved in this one, and they, they start bringing up all this, well, what about this, and what about that, and what about this, and they start funding people to go out. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot have a serious country that is run this way. Do I believe that prosecutors and the government get it wrong? Sure, all the time. Look at the Kyle Rittenhouse case. But that doesn't mean that you can just use emotion and feelings and these blanket charges of racism in these cases. You have to go to evidence and facts. That's how a serious country is going to be run. So as long as Kim Kardashian is in charge of the justice system in America, we do not have a serious country. Where is Peng Shuai? So who is Peng Shuai? Peng Shuai is a Chinese tennis star. She's known around the world. Yet recently, 17 days ago, she made a public allegation of sexual assault against a CCP official. Since that time, her post has been taken down off of Chinese social media, and she has disappeared. Let's listen to some of the people who are talking about this situation. Peng Shuai has been missing since she accused a former high-ranking Chinese government official of sexual assault. That was back on November 2nd. John, we've seen this posted from a lot of players, even some folks outside the tennis world. What more can you tell us? Yeah, this has gone uh, from, from a tennis story to something much bigger. And I, I think, Steve, I'm glad you brought it up. Steve Simon at the WTA alluded to this as well. I think first and foremost, we don't have any firsthand indication that Peng Shui is okay. So I think paramount to all of this is her well-being and safety. And we have not had firsthand reassurances that she is okay. But, you know, on Wednesday, we had these dueling statements, one by a Chinese news authority through which Peng Shui allegedly spoke. We then had Steve Simon with a very forceful response, which uh, we, we can talk about a bit more, but this really... Uh, distinguished him among other leaders, both inside and outside sports when dealing with China. And, you know, we, we, we know this name. We know she's, she's holding a tennis racket in these photos. But this has really become not even just a sports story, but really a story about international relations right now. And frankly, it, it has gotten more intense and it's gotten more scary. Yeah, on the heels of bilateral discussions between China and American top government officials, this is now a story in the New York Times being reported by political reporters, not tennis reporters. It was on CNN last night. It was a, a big block on the Today Show on NBC this morning. This is far more than a sports story right now. Certainly with the Olympic Games upcoming, there's a lot of focus on the Chinese government. But uh, the, the only thing that matters to us is, is she okay? So you even have very prominent female tennis players, Naomi Osaka, um, Serena Williams, have all been tweeting out saying, where is Peng Shui? This is a serious issue, folks. This is real life. This is the CCP. You know, I know we talk about this for a long time, that we've brought this up again and again and again, and it's very unfortunate 
that no one has thought to do anything about the CCP or to place any type of economic sanctions on them prior to this because of their activity for the Uyghurs, for Taiwan, for Hong Kong. But now it's come to this. They will disappear anyone that speaks out. They will find you. They'll find your family. They'll find if you have children or nieces and nephews, whatever. Doesn't matter. They will do anything to maintain control. They are an authoritarian regime. Freedom of speech is not allowed in their country. Their judicial system, their criminal system, is we are in charge and you are not. So pray for Peng Shui and President Biden and every other leader of the world should go to Beijing, should go to the, Xi, the CCP, Xi Jinping, and say, we will pull out of the Olympics unless she is brought forward and is restored and is able to return to the circuit. Pull out of the Olympics, show us world leaders. And if Biden can't do it, maybe somebody else will. This is the issue. Stand your ground, be up, be a man, and go there and tell them what's for. You cannot have them acting like this. We know exactly what this is about. How can you do business with these criminal transnational thugs like the CCP? Lords and ladies of the realm, that's all we have for today on Human Events Daily. That's all the time we have because our solemn oath to you is to be good, be brief, be gone. The bluff, the bottom line up front, the bluff, not the fluff. Information, not indoctrination. That's why we need you to be the influence agent. Go and share this out with your normie friends now more than ever. We need to get this signal out. We need to get this message out. Look at all the lies in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, the lies that are coming from this White House. We are the ones who are making the change. We are the ones that are changing history. Put your finger on the scales of history. This is how we do it. And speaking of history, today, seven score and 18 years ago, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Abraham Lincoln, after defending the Union, gave the Gettysburg Address. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.